0: Welcome to another episode of Stem, Sprout, and Buds. I'm Sprout, but most commonly known as Soph. Um, I'm so excited for today. We have another wonderfully and beautifully talented artist, Sunshine. How are you doing today? Hi, Tell everyone. me a little bit about yourself. Hi, Sophie. It's
1: Hi. So good to see you. It's been, I want to say like what, let's say it's been a whole year. essentially yeah we saw each other january february and it happened march and and we didn't lose contact but uh
0: i copped a nice jacket from you
1: right you did right so we saw each other then at that time (laughs) so um i am sunshine that's what i go by that is my artistry name i'm a singer and a songwriter and i am a human being i guess um i'm doing phenomenal today how are you feeling I'm amazing. I'm feeling great. You're feeling great. Yeah. You're looking great. Thank you.
0: The <laughs> sunshine is literally on me. You and then, like, you know, the sun rays. Right.
1: So today, um, we actually have some guests in the house. So it's not only me. So I'm going to introduce them because yes. if you guys hear some laughing in the background, this is our live audience. We are so unique that uh, <laughs> we got a live audience. We just have people come through. So I have Ashley here. I have Audrey here, and we have Saul and Saul. 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 Oh my God! Oh, no. It's okay. No, Saul. <laughs> Saul. 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 It's okay. Sorry.
0: Rich Poppy.
1: <laughs> <Rich laughs> you <Poppy.
0: laughs> <laughs> so got me more interested okay. in my own podcast now. <laughs> I'm like tell me more.
1: So and then Jihad. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure some of you guys might know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, thank you for having me on here. Um Hell yeah. I feel like this was super needed. Yes. And just being able to cultivate a space together to connect and just have a conversation because Nowadays mm-hmm. in society, I feel like we're losing out on just having an intentional conversation with people. So thanks for having me
0: here. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad to have you. Um, sorry for laughing in your face about <laughs> Sal's butchering of the name. <laughs> yeah. That's just my little bro and his face. <laughs> this is funny. And Ashley yes. and Audrey, they're uh, my homies. They're sisters. Glad to have them. Jahad yes. is Sunshine's love of her life. You know, he's my all of the mate. cameraman. He's also fucking amazing. Great friend. Bro- do, you have a, do you have siblings? Yeah, shit, I got right. You got uncle. brother, uncle. Oh my God, that's amazing. Simon, yeah, we are here.
1: Brother,
0: sir, Cameraman. Yes. Oh, We're all coming together to make something super amazing for you guys. I'll talk about a little bit, our passions, a lot of bit of our passions and creations and so on. Talk, you know, just catch up, be able to, you know, connect with the listeners, maybe viewers. <laughs> I forgot about we have that. The camera
1: rolling. Yes.
0: And you know, um everybody who's make makes it possible for this to happen, you know, the audience is STEM that's super important and my podcast is STEM is the support and the listeners and you know what truly like helps the flower grow. Same with the sprout it is the beginning right. myself, you know, beginning of growth and my buds right here. And also, you know, known as maybe some medicinal factors, <laughs> you know, and the influence of that too of uh, myself. Um, you know, cannabis. Kind of, so I'm like <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't see it, people listening, but you know, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Um, uh, we out here, we're chilling. And, you know, having a good time. And I just wanted to hear a little bit about um, your amazing project, TPC, The Prolific Cocoon. Okay,
1: if anyone is interested, we are currently in Los Angeles, San Fernando. For those of you who will one day be hearing from horizon to horizon, yes. uh, it's mostly sunny out here. And uh, it's a 55 degrees. Degree weather
0: out here. Degree <laughs> nice. Okay, let's get to business. It's January. I was trying
1: to be funny, but it didn't work out.
0: So, it's you're super funny. Sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> I was attending Pierce College at the time, and I was in the midst of really questioning what am I doing in school? Why am I going to school? And... As a singer and a songwriter, I felt like I needed a space to be myself, to come in and share a piece of my vulnerable work Mm -hmm. where people could accept me and love me for who I was and weren't judging me. And also I wanted to enter into a space where I could wear anything I wanted. Because for those of you who live in Los Los Angeles, know that if we go out, women, there's like this this stigma that women have to wear heels to enter a bar or a club. I'm, I know bars are a little bit more laid back, but for a club, you know, wear a nice cute little outfit and men have to come in their best like drip fit. And so <laughs> I just was sick and tired of that because I'm a woman who loves to wear sweats and hoodies and I just want to be laid back so I was going to school and I was hating school and I was going because my parents were like you need to go and better your future yada 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 we all heard it and so after school in between my second class I went into the library and um, I'm a very spiritual woman so I started talking to God and I said God give me a vision give me something that allows me to cultivate love and allows me to create a space and curate a space for people who have been in similar shoes as mine where I felt like I've been the misfit or I felt like I've never had a place to come and share my work and be myself. So just insert something in me that allows me to make a little difference for at least one person. And even if it's for me, but at least one person, I want to change someone's life. And so... Um, This was at the time when Nipsey Hussle had actually died. And so a lot of us know that, you know, Nipsey has been an amazing influence Mm -hmm. in Black communities, in communities in general, Mm -hmm. and just all over the world with his music and the artistry that he had to give to humanity. And so I decided that I was going to name the prolific cocoon with, a little bit of prolific in it. And the definition of prolific actually is um, a bearing fruit, a, a large amount of fruit, animals or people. And so I started brainstorming and I went online and I was like, let me look up a business plan because from the moment that I created this and that God had like implanted this vision in me, I knew from the bottom of my heart that there was this burning desire that this was going to grow so big, like larger than all these creative festivals that you know Mm -hmm. that people have heard of or that like Mm -hmm. pay lots of money to go to. I knew it was going to grow so big because we were going to travel across the world and people from all over were going to want to catch a flight to Los Angeles and perform at the prolific cocoon. So I knew that from the beginning and, and, and when Nipsey passed, I was like, man, I just have to take on that to keep it going for future generations essentially the prolific cocoon is not only created for us because we've been missing this for generations and we've been needing this Mm -hmm. but really for jihad and i's like future children like i want to leave something for our kids where they can come to a space and i don't know make a change and and Mm -hmm. just be themselves so I was in school and I'm like the prolific. Let's add one more thing to it. So cocoon, um, cocoon. Obviously, we know that a butterfly goes into its metaphor, metaphor, metamorphosis, metamorphosis. I'm like, why can't I speak right now? It's metamorphosis,
0: okay. it's the it's-
1: <laughs> 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 My tongue got heavy. Um, so I felt like. I had gone through many things growing up as a young little girl and I'm ever changing. I'm Mm -hmm. always changing. I'm always discovering more about myself, more of my traumas, how powerful those traumas make me, the change I can make. Um, and I knew because I experienced, Struggling with honing and owning that I'm an artist and that I'm meant to create and that I'm meant to make music different than other people. And above all, I'm different, just like we all are different. We've all Mm -hmm. been created so extremely differently. So I was like, cocoon, why not cocoon? Because I want this to be a space where artists who not necessarily feel comfortable or confident in their work, Mm -hmm. I want them to come to the prolific cocoon and feel a huge amount of love and support from a stranger where they start to go through their own process like mm-hmm. a butterfly and grow and believe that they're meant to dance, they're meant to sing, yeah. they're meant to do spoken word or they're meant mm-hmm. to organize or they're yeah. meant to, I don't know, host or whatever it is. Cause mm-hmm. it's not just music here yeah. and so cocoon again because eventually I know that um, TPC is just going to create leaders and Mm. leaders are going to emerge from the prolific cocoon Mm. and they're going to go out across the world and um, do whatever burns their heart Mm. on fire and the desire that they have in their heart and Make a change because after all, I feel like we're all leaders because we've all made an impact on someone's life. And that's what a leader is when, you, when you're when you able to make an impact on someone. So Amazing. essentially, that's the Prolifer Cocoon. That's why I created it. Um, and it's really welcome to all artists. I don't have tryouts. Um, most of the times I scope people out, but I'm always willing to just you know, have an individual who hits up the prolific cocoon on Instagram, and it's like, yo, I have some work. I feel like I'm ready. And that's one thing about me, I don't force anyone who does not feel like they're ready, because I want you to be, I want you to experience the energy first, and then essentially, eventually go on stage. And from that first encounter on stage, know, in your heart that you're ready to do it. You know, I don't want to scar people and Push them on a stage that they're not ready for. Um, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, that's yeah, sure. that's kind of a little a little depth of the prolific cocoon, and um, I just I just created it because I felt like I was left out, and I know that from personal experiences, if I felt a specific type of way, I'm not the only one.
0: I love that you're definitely not, and I think you definitely succeeded in your in your vision so far because. I don't know, like around, like speaking of like Nipsey and how you like touched on that and how that helped inspire you um, around that time for me as well. I had that goal of, you know, getting up on stage and, you know, performing stand up comedy. And I remember telling Sal, cause you know, he's one of my besties. And like, I told him like, I really want to do this, but I need a deadline. I need to know when I'm going to do this. Or like, if I'm called to do this, I've always known that I wanted to get into comedy since I was a kid and I you know I participated in team sports and like was always like a unifying factor of like the team and also like you know acting done all these things to express myself and I knew that like I was I I needed to do this and I was like you know what let me let me set a deadline I said okay I'm gonna perform by the end of January And that was like, and this is
1: without knowing that you had a place to go perform. Yeah, this
0: was without knowing anything like about like if I had an opportunity someplace or I was just going to find a place. Right, and I know that a couple like a month passed by, like trying to like know like okay what I'm gonna write because I always I always have like journals on me. Like, I'll have Mm -hmm. it in my backpack, I'll have it in my car, I'll have it in in my room, anywhere. Like, I'll have a journal on me. I have, like, five in here. Like, (laughs) and this is essentially my nightstand. But (laughs) I brought it out here.
1: We're we're recording at. But yeah,
0: and, you know, I'm always ready for that. But, like, it's sometimes it's doing too much that you're organizing too much or you're trying to get too much out. And you're like, okay, like, what am I gonna focus on in one of them, you cool. know? So like, I just knew that I needed to to do it, like, to say it and right. to that, you know, speak it out, and then um, it'll find its way. And then, you know, a month passed, yeah. and it was I I wanted to get tattoo. That was my main yes. re. That was like my main goal before, like, um. 2019 ended i was gonna get a tattoo okay. <laughs> like it's always my like my goal like if i don't have one yet, you know <laughs> i was like get a well, tattoo because opal always has specials yes coming out yes year. i love opal shout out opal tattoo but we'll talk about that later one day um definitely needed to go to the flash event december 13th um friday the 13th mm. is something super special to me i've always um loved that number since i was a little girl number 13 has always been my number uh eventually it clicked in my head that I have thirteen letters in my name, <laughs> and that's so funny because like I don't know, just great things always happen thirteen. Like there's so many different stories I can say for that, but I just knew something was great was gonna happen that day. Like I wasn't, I didn't know what I was gonna get my <laughs> tattoo, you know, but I just knew that was gonna be a great day. So we waited a long time, and we, you know, finally got to get tattooed and gonna get tattooed and everything. And then I. I'm just like I look up and then I see somebody and I'm like, I was like, they look familiar. Wait, pause, pause. Wait. No, no,
1: no, no, no. No, no, no. Don't pause the podcast. I'm wait, wait, scared. like, wait. No, no, no. I think I was like, hey, Sophie. Yeah. I think I attract it, like I was you did. calling your attention.
0: You did, because remember how so I was. Sorry, it's yeah. good that he's here. Because he can verify all this, I guess. <laughs> but, for my consciousness. I don't know, for everything. But Um, we're just picking out designs, and then like I just picked my head up. Yeah,
1: I got a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: was there, but um, we waited all morning, and you Mm were just like you barely like rolled up, right? Yeah. And then there wasn't that many people in line because there's it's always super packed, but it rained profusely the night before and then it was kind of like gloomy and just people were you could tell people were at home watching Netflix you know like you can tell by the vibes and we're just <laughs> out there waiting to get tattooed like there was only like 20 people waiting right, it's, it's usually Rhodes, hundreds of so people it's, always it's usually hundreds of people waiting and it was literally like 20 people and it's just funny because I again going back to that that I picked up my head and I You know, I just hear someone call me Sophie and I was like, Sprout, sprout. yeah, it was Sprout because, you know, you call me Sophie like third time because nobody calls me Sophie, but my family. So it's just funny because I like pick my head up really quick. (laughs) So it's like they call me Sprout and I was like, what the hell? Like, I know I recognized you when you came in, but then when you like came up to me, I was like, yeah, I definitely know her. And then you had cut, yes, it was up the eyes, but then you had cut your hair like really short. And I just remember because you had really, really like, Either way, it was beautiful, but, like, I just remembered you by your hair well, because you had really, really nice hair. Aww, I just remember, like, and your eyes are really captivating, too, honestly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then you caught me off guard because I never not recognized people, you mm. know? And and then you were like, oh, my, and then I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, you had to introduce yourself, and then that was the day that we talked about mm. your vision, and I had been wanting like something was burning in my chest like mm. wanting to rip out like you know like how I felt mm. of what what was going to happen you know like in that conversation I felt like my heart was burning because I wanted to talk to you about that I wanted to perform by then January and right. I had that goal because you know like we had very not like few interactions but we had we had pretty short interactions when we first met like we hadn't even talked about how we right, met right. but like because
1: that was just the premises of where we met
0: yeah and really. that was like definitely what did to happen between both of us to really like kind of like like more gigantic fire in us because i don't know like we had really great experiences and it's not like we had like this amazing friendship that we were besties and talked all this time and you know we were like this close and whatever like no we just <laughs> knew that we needed to be a part of each other's lives yeah. the the times that we From had interactions interaction. yes. yes and then that day it was just incredible that you were able to like share the the vision and like i mean for both of us i mean i know for me it's hard to like not talk over people and i'm, I'm not even a rude person i'm just get so excited or yeah. whatever and i can feel the energy and i know whoever i share the energy with it's worth it like we both need that and
1: we were definitely and, overlapping on each other that day mm-hmm. from so much excitement I and
0: that. i don't know it's just like i just knew that whatever vision that you had like I was aligned with it and you Mm -hmm. hadn't even set a date like when
1: that's right you hadn't
0: even set a date yet
1: that's right yeah so going into that not setting a date I had not like that's
0: a bad thing but it's just like for both of us we were just we just knew something was gonna happen and we're like what the hell like we just felt the energy in the air like Sal just knew because I was just like shook (laughs) like I was just like so happy yeah
1: Yeah, no definitely can say that in order for you to create what you've always been missing for, or you just have to get started. Mm-hmm. Like you can have this beautiful vision, this beautiful plan, but what's the use if you haven't even taken the first step? So for anyone who's listening to this or, you know, has such a beautiful creative idea but you're so afraid like you just have to make the first step and do it and so that was me I had this beautiful great creative vision but I just didn't know the date and when I was going to get started and so I started looking for venues um, and I had a friend at the time who has his own um, it's like a vintage pop-up store and so he was like you can have your and shout out to playoffs SFU because they really got prolific cocoon their first um venue and so I was sharing the vision and the homie was like all right January 25th it's your first event and I'm like okay like because I I didn't know where I was going but I also I had a direction but I didn't know how it was going to come together but because I believe just so much in it I'm like it's going to come together some way or the other and so that's how we got the date and i just stuck with every third saturday of the month so people remember whether you're home whether you've had a bad day whether you've had a good day you know that every third saturday of the month the prolific cocoon is having an event so you just mm-hmm. have to pull up yeah. you know so i stuck with that and we had our first event and tomorrow is actually the prolific cocoon's first um, anniversary which is crazy yes. because COVID shut us down so yeah, we're just you know I, I'm waiting for everything to come to an ease and for life to sort of come to some normality um, because the prolific cocoon is set on um, gathering in a venue in an intimate space where you can have conversations where you can see people's body gestures and people's uh, facial expression and really connect rather than being online. Mm-hmm. So whenever um I feel was ready or whenever um I feel like I'm guided into opening up the prolific cocoon again it will it will happen. That's awesome.
0: That's so funny because I don't know, like we're just kind of like people that are ready to jump into things. And I think that's just the way that people view like, Oh, that's too, that's too quick. Or you're not prepared or like, no, like you're, you're made for this. Like, even if you don't know what you're going to do, like you're, you're going to make the best of it. And I know it's silly. Like, Oh, I said earlier about, I'm not, I'm just thinking about it too much of my goal of being like having a tattoo, but that makes me like happy. That makes me like feel good. I love getting tattoos and, and and, like, I can express myself through that. Right. And I feel really proud of that day, like, especially that, like, you know, we had that encounter and everything because it was perfect timing because we were literally the first ones there. And I was able to, like, have enough time to, like, right. interact with yeah. you and, like, you know, and do that. And just the fact that this was my, um the tattoo that I got that day.
1: What did I get that day?
0: I'm pretty sure because we we're talking about what you're going to get. I'm, you got this. this. Yeah. Because I could tell by uh, probably the eight because it's the same age. Mm. (laughs) But it's funny because um, I was going between like four different designs and like I was like texting a group chat. Then later, (laughs) like two weeks later, I was like, I'm out. Like, I don't like not that I don't like group chats. Like I like intimate group chats. But like when it's too many people, it's too chaotic. And I don't know. Whatever they put into to too many tattoos, and I didn't like either of them, <laughs> so I just picked this one, and it just it just I don't know it represents me because she cried and I cry a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah, <laughs> no nah, but I love crying. like I I I think crying's really it's amazing. A hobby, it's mine. a good re- <laughs> it's a good release, and um, there's nothing bad about it. It is, and I feel like a lot of times like. It helps me with my like creativity it's not, and stuff.
1: I feel like not only does it help you, but it's I'm just not it. normalized <laughs> enough. Yeah. You
0: know. So I originally wanted it to be like SSS, mm. like something, you know, stem sprout and some something else, but I liked buds, so that right. stuck. Um and it can be Real, your listener, you know, or reader, whatever what you true. want. So right. the prolific cocoon, um, especially how you spell it. Like you don't put the together with prolific cocoon, but prolific right. cocoon is one word.
1: Right, right. But I also <laughs> love that <you> have <laughs> the TPC. Yes, exactly. You know, as an abbreviation, definitely. Because actually, some people can't always pronounce the prolific cocoon. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe because I say it so fast every, and I'm so. There's, like, this burning desire in me, and there's just so much excitement. And, like, I see the vision through the prolific yeah. cocoon that I'm just, like, the prolific cocoon. People are, like, wait, what? I'm, like, the <laughs> prolific cocoon. So I have to really enunciate yeah. and say my with the lips. purpose. Uh, I'm so safe. Like
0: it's a little I've heard, tricky. I've heard
1: so many things, and I'm just, like, go with the flow. Like, if you understand... Prolific cuckoo, cur- right? At least like, <laughs> I tried to say it wrong. The prolix, then we're straight. We're straight. We good. But you know, the more you remind people, the more they'll get it. But then sometimes it's just like
0: maybe you just if you think on your of your own with the concept of it, like what you know what I mean? Like they'll be like, oh, well, you can't really get one without the other. Prolific without the cocoon. Yeah, you know. And so I you think have to- also
1: people they really understand the vision of the prolific cocoon and they understand how to pronounce it when I share mm-hmm. like how I created it, why I created it. Cause most times I'm just like it's a place where I bestow a platform for artists yeah. to come and share their work. Yeah. But when I actually get into the depths in the in the like cracks of it, they're mm-hmm. like, whoa, like Once you you're really fully have immersed going with this really cool um love centered, community centered atmosphere so that's that's great TPC baby it's going to be known from horizon to horizon Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: people from all over the world are going to want to perform and I definitely see myself traveling the world with this and taking it Mm -hmm. everywhere you know because some people can't afford a plane ticket to Los Angeles for a day you know some people don't have the means or they literally are in like the creeks of property. So to be able to take something so beautiful and so profound into like a third world community. Yeah. Um, is my greatest desire. And just traveling with the team and
0: it's wonderful.
1: I feel like we'll get a little bit into like the depths of the vision and you know, for the future artists that are going to be listening to this and understanding what the prolific cocoon is, like um you know, I ain't got no budget right now. Like all of this is coming out of my pockets, yeah. and I'm blessed to really give everything that I have into this because I believe so profoundly in it that one day it's it's going to generate like billions of dollars for other people. Like not even for me because I, I'm so okay with living the way I'm living now, and I even I'm not even rich, but my soul is rich, and I feel rich, yeah. you know. So when the time comes. You know, we'll we'll get into it, but I'll definitely let you ask me questions, and kind of introduce how your podcast came about.
0: You are what you make of it, right? So, um, I I love all that. Thank you so much, Sunshine. We didn't <laughs> even get to it. Right, we, <laughs> we didn't straight into it. We'll, we'll we'll go about that later. But it's just so funny because I was just totally zoned in and listening every second of that, and like. What's important is that we're coming from a very diverse community and being able to go to those uh, world countries like we're we're living in very like unprecedented times Mm -hmm. right now. And the fact that we're able to have this community with Mm -hmm. us like where we were at a year ago today, Mm -hmm. you know, and what your vision was in that moment, you know, to to spread it first throughout los angeles and then you know go but we we never we never know where we're truly gonna go what's what's gonna happen and the fact that a lot of people like their their one wish or their desire or their dream their goal is to come to los angeles right and the fact that we're already here and we're blessed you know by this culture and you know our family and you know all of our experiences that came before us and what we're going to produce um is amazing. We're, you know, like I said, blessed for that. But we're going to make common ground and our foundation here. Right. And be able to, you know,
1: impact. Yeah, impact and
0: flourish flourish here. And just because, you know, we're not able to really be all in the mix with everybody here and what, you know, you envisioned it to be, you know, to have so many people there, like, you know, like embracing each artist and each you know like essentially that's what I consider myself like I know I was the first um performer at prolific Cocoon and I intended to be you know a comedian stand-up comedian and it was just <laughs> whatever I needed. it it no. was so amazing you know like such an amazing experience that like just when people ask me oh what do you do who you, who are you or whatever like, that's not the first thing that comes to mind. I'm a right. comedian, you know, but it was amazing to have that experience and still, like, you know, be growing so much in that area and so many different areas, like, you know, in this past year, because, like I said, you know, we would probably, you know, you would be having an event, like, I was, like, my my dream was to, you know, continue to perform at these events and, you know, MC or do other right. things, you know, I love poetry. I love to perform that as well. Um, that's something that, I emphasize on this podcast, you know, not just now, but, like, all the time. Like, that's, like, a huge focus I have. Like, I love to write. And just to, just to be here and experience, like, what is to come of Prolific Cocoon and Stem Sprout and Buds is just so, amazing. Talk- Even if it's something new, like, to small. start or something small, you know, like, it's so important because all these things that we experienced in the past year, even though I wasn't able to perform or she wasn't able to host her events. I learned, like, so much in a year, like, about myself, how I work, certain things that, like, that quarantine, are working, like, baby. you know, and quarantine. I mean, for the most part, I was in quarantine. Like, it's like quarantine session 29 and <laughs> shit. It's It's been long, but... We were
1: almost forced to love ourselves and understand ourselves yeah. and get to know who we are because we're so used to being on the run um
0: or and- how we how we do certain things right. you know people who truly believe and are inspired by the prolific cocoon and believe in the, are inspired by stem sprout and buds and right. by myself and yourself and everybody who comes onto this podcast and is able to connect and um promote themselves essentially because right. it's hard to promote yourself and you're like um why do they why do they want to like me like <laughs> i mean i know there's a, a million things you know, to to love about me, but True. like to understand that like not everyone's gonna love everything about me, and like, but I still have to do what I gotta do, and put the like best content out there that people are gonna be inspired or connected or just relate with it. Like right. they they feel like depressed as fuck. They're in bed and like they lay over and they're like, what should I do? What should I, you know, should I sh- Should I shower? Should I pet my dog? Should I, you know, go for a walk? Which I do, so it's like these little goals are super important. Absolutely,
1: um, S- setting goals really—I think it's almost very similar to self-accountability because it pushes you to meet um, something that you desire or just a goal. So yeah.
0: again, a goal meeting a goal.
1: Right. I think that all of us—we <laughs> um, all have creative visions, and we all were—I love to say—we were created creatively. Yeah. meaning that like yes people have prof- professions yes people go to school yes people do that but don't forget like who you really are and what makes you you. yeah where you come from and what you love to do because okay, you has been enough to work and we need to pay bills yes all of that yes. stuff but at the end of the day it's not really about money mm-hmm. it's about the well-being of the people around you and how you support and how you love yeah. people so yeah. anything you can do you can make an impact yeah but your foundation needs to be firm because yes. if it's not firm and it's not solid, mm-hmm. it will fall down yeah. just like a um, lofts and apartments in Los Angeles, like in downtown LA, they're super extremely tall. But the reason why they can hold several people, several floors is because their foundation is so firm. So I just want to say like build an empire that you believe so profoundly in that has a solid foundation that yeah. no one can replicate. You know, there's, like, it, it'll just go on forever, and everyone has the ability to do it. You just have to find, like, your nick yeah. and your crayon. And just,
0: your, your niche.
1: Your niche. Is that what it is? Niche. Yeah,
0: niche. Nick before. Oh, fuck it. Nick.
1: Yeah, it's both. <laughs>
0: we can do both. Yeah. Potato, potato, banana, banana. All that, yeah. yeah. yeah it's both. I would just like I'm just making sure I got the right word. I'm like, you know,
1: I've heard both. I, I, I like I'm both. I right. like both. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm roasting you and shit. Just <laughs> um that. But no. um, yeah, I it's just so true. I definitely
1: have to say that and just spit it real quick. I'm,
0: I'm proud of the, of the cocoon, and I'm extremely. I'm proud of this podcast for yes, being this.
1: because if not, it's this true. wouldn't have happened today. So,
0: and um, I'm just. I just wanted to emphasize that too, because even though, you know, it's not what we envisioned it to be right now in this current moment, like we would love to have hosted an event, but we might have to, you know, switch up a lot of different ways to do things. And that's just what life is about adapting. and adapting. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk a bit about um, like going back to, like I had that goal of performing end of January and a couple weeks later, after we had talked, uh, you had sent out an email and, like, we had get started to get started with Khalifa Cocoon, with the Instagram and everything. And I immediately saw it and just felt, like, so much, like, amazing energy from it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is what she was talking about. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. glad that the way that you worded it, just everything just seemed, like, perfect, you know. And um, it was, like, wow, this is this is." This is what's gonna happen. Like this is really what I I guess manifested or I like prayed for and wanted to happen and it's happening and,
1: and you said from I what sent I sent a letter?
0: No, you sent a I'm pretty sure you sent it. It's like e- a typed out letter, it, it was a typed out email. email. Yeah, yeah, email and flyer that you had put out and okay. and I was like, Wow, like this is this is the opportunity and I knew immediately I was like, guess I'm gonna have to like get back to her right away and i did and i was the first person that committed to performing yeah, if you i'm correct were, you were. yes yeah. so um that was that was great and I, like i didn't know like oh i was gonna perform first like the first person ever like i'm first on the line or whatever i just knew i was the first person to commit and that was like felt great to me and like i just believed in the vision from day one and like just that that felt so special and like I felt called to this and I knew that no matter what was going to happen that day what I was going to say what I was going to do like I knew I needed to um, perform and I thought before I was like okay I'm going to keep on performing like uh, slam poetry or like read my poems because I have before I've gone to events like I would go to Tia Chucha's. I remember Sal went with me like it was on a full moon that was like just a like I don't know. Yeah, we held at the moon. That was an amazing <laughs> experience. Shout out to the Achuchas. Like, that's my place. That's where I get all my books. Very diverse and um, Latinx inclusive. And that's, you know, who they represent. And uh-huh. just like I knew I wanted to be a part of that type of space. And the Atchuchas was offering that and you were creating a space for that. And that just felt so special. And I knew I needed to be a part of that. So thank you. And um, I wanted to give you thank something you. that's in this uh, small treasure's a box. I got this. Like this, oh, random really story behind the box, but it's irrelevant. Um, I I had a goal. Like I had so many goals. I guess. Um, I had like basically in my mind. Like every time somebody comes on this podcast, I want to give them something from like the little treasure dress. And usually, I don't keep anything. Just anything in here. I usually keep like little knickknacks. I have rocks and crystals. Um, a lot of turtle stuff because that's my uh basically my spirit animal, and I, like, love turtles, always, like, felt connected, and uh, I've had this bracelet in here um, for about a year, Mm -hmm. and probably a little more than a year. I think I got it, no, I've got it, like, it's probably, probably almost, like, two years old. I got it at Venice, one day and like I was just like chilling I really liked it so I got it and I don't really wear it I just put it in here and for some reason it's just been in here for a long time and I really wanted to give it to you and it's so funny because it's a butterfly and (laughs) and like um after I got off the phone calling you the other day talking about like you know being on the podcast I went to this little box and was like you know just looking at it like I always like just I randomly open this box because I just like looking at little things that make me happy and stuff yeah. like the turtles and stuff Thank and you. it was funny because I saw that and I was like oh my gosh this is perfect to give to her because uh, uh last episode I gave Ashley a crystal and like I love crystals and we had gone to Solvang and got a crystal and sorry That's if it no
1: it's really know. cute it like it's a little blue. probably a little
0: dusty because you know, it's been in here, but yeah, I'm really glad to have had you this
1: is perfect. on
0: here, dude. And like, I've been it's so hard for me to keep a secret that like I'm giving somebody something, <laughs> or like somebody tells me, um, I don't know, I don't know, like people that tell me a secret to keep for them, I'm good, but like, right. if I'm giving something, somebody something, or like it's myself, it's hard so to hard contain to keep the container right. because I'm so happy because of the outcome, or like, or whatever. And I don't know, like, like I'm really glad that, um, it's been in there for a long time, and then That's I was perfect. called to give it to you. These colors are – Those are my favorite colors. They so. make me
1: feel so good every time I look at them. It's good. It's good. Out
0: there.
1: I'm very grateful to be a part of this. Oh, I good. actually, like I was telling you, because tomorrow is uh, January 25th, and it's the Philip McQueen's first anniversary. I wanted to put out a video that shared the vision and shared why the Philip McQueen, or how it came to be. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of just hit me up and were like hey i have this podcast yeah. and i'm like this is divine this has been orchestrated and yeah. <laughs> um, it's been hard to release stay motivated and stay oh, creative gosh. through covid um because we're so constrained to being inside and constricted to forever being indoors for yeah. however long yeah. and so um just a piece of encouragement, like, yeah. you know, we got to really continue to love ourselves and continue falling in love with our places and who we are to go out into the world yeah. and love others and be okay with being in places with 500 people or more. And yeah. so, again, thank you for having me on this. This has been such a blast um, in this nice 55 degree weather in Los Angeles, California, <laughs> San Fernando. Okay.
0: <laughs> Don't uh, drop the longitude and latitude. Right.
1: And <laughs> Not that
0: anybody really wants to stalk me. But you know, I know this is about to be successful, so like, they they can't come back to this episode no where I live. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so that...
1: Experiences. That, what did you feel, the prolific cocoon and how did yeah. you feel? And- so,
0: going up to that day, I was extremely uh, nervous, but so excited because I knew what I was going to say and uh, and what I was going to share, like, how I felt, and, you know, whatever was going to be said was going to be perfect, and it was going to be what it is, going to be start of something new, um, you know, whether it be comedy or what, whether I... Pursue something else uh, down the line, you know, like MC or poetry or whatever I wanted to do. But that uh, night, that night was like I wa- I walked in and I just remember the first thing that I saw was a Kobe poster, and it just inspired me because I hadn't thought about Kobe in like years. But growing up, he was always a big inspiration for me, and um, the fact that like mm-hmm. I hadn't been in sports for for a little mm-hmm. bit. And that was my driving factor of like creativity and like connection with other people was just um, amazing because when I was on the field and, you know, we're picking up um, whatever materials we needed for, like, equipment we needed for the day for softball and stuff. We'd always be silly and we we throw, like, the wiffle ball right. into the buck and say, Kobe! You know? <laughs> and that was just something so huge in my childhood. And even in school, like, for attention, I'd go get the thing, you know, get the, like, crumpled paper and just throw it across and be like, Kobe! <laughs> and, you know, that's just something that was just uh, brought me so stuff. much joy and, like, and just stuck. And the fact that he was there that night and then the next day, you know, unfortunately uh, he passed and his daughter and all the others and I feel bad I don't know their names but you know his girls teammates and stuff and I don't know I just knew that I know it sounds kind of messed up but like there was a start of something the day before and there was an end and like Mm. Kobe always was in all of our hearts even especially that night like and being in that specific venue because it was a sports venue Mm -hmm. playoffs sfb right Mm -hmm. and um there was kind of like a lot of things going on before that you know they got broken into like Mm -hmm. a week before and we didn't know like exactly how it was going to look like and stuff and i wasn't extremely involved in like you know how it was going to look like that night but i knew i was going to go and perform and help out and be there and you know be fully immersed into the vision of you know the privilege the prolific cocoon, TPC, you see it? Oh my God. Right, that's
1: what really. I'm talking about, what we were talking
0: about earlier. Really and the right. thing is, I always pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just got so excited Zelda. that, you know, it's a Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it to a fucking 42 year old woman from Long Island. Zelda. <laughs> but, anyways, that night, yeah, I wanted to get, you know, more of like a feel, like how you felt that night, like leading into the first ever, you know,
1: that's a really good question. Performance. So, like I had uh, mentioned previously, the date was mentioned to me, and a friend was just like, the owner of Playoffs SFB just said, We're going into it. Yeah. So, I was filled with excitement because this is something I've always wanted to do. That night, I had no expectations. Yeah, I literally just said we have a group of artists and these people are going to come and perform. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting anyone to show up. I was not expecting nothing. Mm-hmm. All I knew was I had this like vision that yes there were people that were going to show up, mainly family members, but I just had this vision where people were just going to be able to perform and be themselves. So Yeah. Um that night I I was kind, like kind of this like power was put into me where I really thought like we could do this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who have been to the prolific cocoon, you know, I open up with a prayer um, mm-hmm. and I just do it because those are my ethics and that's just how I grew up. Like we prayed for everything and anything. <laughs> yeah. Um So I just decided like, let me set the tone mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end and I said a prayer and I introduced myself and, you know, we had painters going on, we had live painting and we had, you know, these holographics going on in the back and, and people just, um, they were, there was singers and there was poetic word. And every time someone went up and our stage was a palette, a wooden Mm -hmm. palette. I covered this with this type of like tapestry. And, um, the performer went on this palette and it was so beautiful to see people own a little box yeah. it didn't have to be like freaking um the uh halftime show yeah it almost felt like that small little box was the halftime show for yeah. all of us in there
0: and so I remember testing that shit out like is it stable like (laughs) because I was the first person I'm like it's stable you know that shit was (laughs) I knew it was you know like we really owned that space and by the time I got off of that palette you know I owned that shit you know I was like all over that palette you know (laughs) like it was it was really like what we made of it and that's how we felt like in that moment like in that prayer like felt so much power and like I don't know like release of any control that mm. or any thoughts or any ideas of what was going to happen right like all my
1: script went out the window you
0: know everything like kind of went out the window of course you know it stuck in my brain a bit and I got some punch lines across hopefully <laughs> but you know it really was what we made it to be in that mm. moment like what felt like a an, another type of presence there yeah. and it felt amazing just having so many people there supporting each other and hyping each other up. Right.
1: And that's what I was going to get into. It felt so beautiful to see artists that I've never really, you know, spent time to have dinner with or lunch with Mm -hmm. just a brief moment of conversation to see them go up on this palette, on this beautiful stage, get be so vulnerable with their work and have people that people surrounding them that they've never met Yeah, when they say jump, yeah. All the prolific cocoon is jumping yeah. like we don't have to know you whether your music is hard or not yeah. like we're jumping for you We're doing whatever you ask us to do and we're interacting with you. Yeah. And that's what we need in this world. Like yeah. just consistent support of everyone because there's room for all of us to grow. There's room for all mm-hmm. of us to sprout. There's room for all of us to succeed. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a money hungry game. You know, it's not mm-hmm. always all about money. Um, and so that's what I felt that night. And so to see yeah, all definitely. of you guys perform and to see you come through put it and perfectly, just be yourself. And, uh, it's, it was just, I, I don't know. I don't even have words for it. Like I can visually see it and feel it, but I can't put it into words for you, but that's like something I can definitely describe of what I was seeing and what the prolific cocoon is like, and just mm-hmm. being able to cultivate love and just have like conversations it's not a place where you come and get drunk and mm-hmm. like you know like i don't know
0: it's not the mi- that's not the main uh, it's not a club goal, you it's know it's not like, a bar
1: Yeah, that's not what it is it's like to become inspired and to go home and to know that you can to create and bring what you've created into the prolific cocoon yeah. to be seen to be heard to show your work yeah um and, and so-
0: everyone has their vices and coping mechanisms Whatever, have it, you know, like I've met a lot of people through like similar influences, like in that moment, you know, like mm-hmm. I know that, like, it might not be like, oh, a place to go do that. It's definitely not, but it's something that, like, hey, it might be there. It might have some fun with it, but well, we know actually, that our creativity is okay. I. So it's not a part of it anymore?
1: Yeah, no. Is that what you're saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Is this the news I'm hearing?
1: Yeah. I've okay. decided that. Well cuz not many people know but yeah, I mean I was a big so smoker like yeah. really really big and I did it to cope with, with yeah. a lot of abuse that I was going through mental verbal physical mm-hmm. abuse um and so I really can say I got addicted to it mm-hmm. it was almost like people get addicted to crack and people get addicted yeah. to heroin I was addicted to medical mm. marijuana okay. and i respect people's decisions mm-hmm. but i felt like again because i've been through things i know other people have been in similar shoes so mm-hmm. i thought i need to cultivate yeah. a space if i'm opening up with the prayer why are we having so no liquor, smoking right? smoking and, and drinking okay i needed to find like i like a this idea of respect a balance of if a person from outside is battling an addiction mm-hmm. i understand that you're your own person and you can really fall back mm-hmm. into your addiction, but I don't want that to land in the prolific cocoon's hands.
0: That's that's you know? good that you're being intentional with how people are spending your time in in that space. And that's we don't really need good.
1: substances to be you ourselves. And you don't. To be, like, but I just cl-
0: I clearly remember, like before I went up, and that was something that I really wanted, um, is to be completely sober mm. for the performance. And I know at that time I was like struggling with um like you know hopping from different things like oh smoking or drinking and stuff and I never would say that um I let it totally consume me but it's definitely really easy to become a an extreme habit I'm like I'm sitting here drinking a fucking (laughs) seltzer um cracking up having a great time and you know I smoke I smoke some weed but I'm not saying that some that's something that controls me but it can definitely be something that like you know, really gets you into a lot of trouble financially or um, emotionally because you refuse to fight your trauma. I know it's it was a huge thing for me to smoke during quarantine. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's something that got to me, but I've learned a lot through it. And I respect that. I respect that you have a sober uh, community there. I know that like that was something that was huge, like that night, because like after I used it to, you know, have a great time and, you know, have some relief and be so excited for it. And Almost I just, like a reward yeah, too. like a reward, you know, and I think that I, I would die to have more nights like that. And I think that's just from coming out of quarantine. You're like, wow, like, you know, you're just spending so much time alone and you're spending time in your thoughts and like, what's, what's to come, like, what's the future going to be like and have so much anxiety that, you know, that's something that I cope with and it's really been a good benefit yeah. for me, but I really, I really like that idea and um, I know that a lot of people in my life that I've met um, from you know smoking or from doing some things that they're not in my life but I have Mm -hmm. a lot of people that I met initially the first thing we did together was smoke and that's Ashley and (laughs) Andre and they're like they're my best friends and I have so many best friends in my life and like a lot but they have they all contribute to who I am as a person and vice versa and you know collectively of experiences and It's just really what you do with it, because I know that some people have really wrecked my life in certain ways because of uh, cannabis use. I know that I've been participating in sports, and I haven't followed uh, certain rules sometimes, you know, of, like, being able to stay sober or whatever, because that was my choice, and because, you know, it's something that I cope with, and it might have been a problem on a, you know, like, a morals like, or ethical scale and stuff, but I still will never like uh, knock myself for that and that's good that you like see that you know that it does take that effect on you and it takes you away from learning about yourself and your trauma and really fighting through that and um that's really good i i I'm, thank you for letting me know i had no idea yeah, like, it's, it's obvious in my reaction but <laughs> right
1: it's something i'll be putting on like the tickets on eventbrite so people know it yeah. and another reason why i'm doing it i feel like common ground with the people you do life with every single day and just balance is that my children will one day come to the community yeah like this will probably sprout into Mm -hmm. a community center so how do i start like the first two events i allowed anything to happen but again back to foundation like i need to start out now so people know from the get-go like this is who we are this is what we do so over time when
0: also notify, I'm sure like, that participates, like, not condemning people that, not just that do that, that as like, well. I yeah. want
1: little cousins and yeah. little brothers and sisters to come and see their uncle or their their yeah. so, their, their dad yeah. come and perform mm-hmm. and, like, dance and of sing course. in a space. So yeah. I just thought, like, we got to move differently. And I'm so big on just being different. Yeah. Like, do, do stuff that other people aren't doing.
0: That's good. You yeah. Never go wrong. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for all that, you know. Thanks for having me. hope to me work again. with you soon. I love you. I love you,
1: too, yeah. Sprouts. I really love all of who you are. And I love yeah. you more and more and more and more and more.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we love each other equally. It's so good.
1: <laughs> we do love each other immensely.
0: I'm super proud of both of us and of this podcast and everybody listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day, night, whatever you're doing. Right. Whatever and time it is on your yeah. post. Yeah, whatever it is. Take care.